Environmental Social Governance, otherwise known as ESG. The controversy continues. I'm going to shed a little bit of light on that for you. Remember when everybody was talking about banks failing? Well, bank stocks are up. Two really important lessons to learn here, though. Part one of financial planning in a DIY world. And it's baseball season. There's a new record being chased. And it's not home runs. All coming up on the 5-Minute Money Show. My name is Wyatt Mordek. I'm a CFP professional and owner of Evidence Advisors Investment Management. You can find us on the web at evidenceadvisors.com. This is not a show about investment advice or financial planning because that's a very personal thing. Make sure you sit down with a professional, talk about your own situation. No offers to buy or sell securities here, no stock trading tips or anything like that. This is just a fun, fast show about finance and what's going on in the world. One of the most talked about topics in the investment world and possibly the most controversial is environmental, social, and governance, otherwise known as ESG. And in my view, it's also one of the most misunderstood topics. And that's mostly because it's just become so politicized. I've always said politics and investment philosophy just don't mix. And I think in the world of ESG, that has become blatantly obvious and it's it's almost comical. The best way to show you is with some real world examples. Everything I'm sharing with you is available on the internet. This is all public information. I'm not picking on any one company or anything like that. But you're going to see right away inside some of these investment portfolios, there's just overlapping values that just make the whole ESG argument kind of a moot point. One of the greatest examples of this is CalPERS, the California Public Employee Retirement System. And they were in the news lately because they wanted to band together with some other shareholders to vote out the CEO of Toyota. They wanted to do that because he wouldn't commit to a date when all the cars made by Toyota would be electric. And that's a big part of California's, you know, ESG philosophy is all electric vehicles. But if you actually look at their pension system and look at the holdings, they lend millions and millions of dollars to oil companies and coal companies. They lend money to Chevron and ConocoPhillips and Duke Energy, Exxon. They also hold the stocks of all those companies. And one of their most surprising holdings, according to their 2022 annual investment report, Saudi Arabian oil company. They own about 20 million shares of that. And that has a severe ESG rating risk. So to me, that doesn't really line up with their ESG philosophy. Of course, they invest in green energy companies too, some of the largest in the country, like Brookfield Renewables and Plug. But when I looked into these company retirement plans, some of their largest holdings are index funds. And inside those index funds, the largest holdings are, you guessed it, energy companies like Exxon. And I'd be pretty surprised if any of those employees actually knew that. And that's kind of the point. You can see how quickly this whole ESG concept just kind of unravels because it's really, really difficult to implement it. There are new products like ETFs and everything that are coming out all the time to try to make it easier to do, but currently it's still a pretty major challenge. Not to mention there is zero evidence to support that ESG investing would give you a higher return or lower your risk. And a lot of these ESG investments have pretty high expense ratios. So it could be one of those cases where there's more money made in selling the ESG idea than there is actually investing in it. A quick update on the banking crisis that wasn't. If you remember just a few short months ago, people were concerned about banks failing again. Financials beat the S&P 500 in April. They're up about three and a half percent for the quarter and no one's even talking about it anymore. So lesson number one is obviously don't react to the crisis du jour. Anybody who got out of their investment portfolio because of that missed out on those returns. And lesson number two is an old one. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. And unfortunately, some of the employees of SVB and First Republic learned that the hard way. Because just like some other employers, these two California banks encouraged employees to be shareholders. And now those stocks are virtually worthless. So putting all your money in retirement into the stock of the company you work for can be disastrous. It's not even all your eggs in one basket. It's more like having one egg in one basket. Are you a DIYer? Do you love do-it-yourself projects? I certainly do. Every time something comes up around my house, I want to get on YouTube and figure out how to do it, go to Home Depot and just spend all weekend doing something. Oftentimes my wife will convince me that that is not a great idea. Not because I couldn't do it, but just because my time is so valuable. And that's the first question I have for you in what's going to be a five-part series called Financial Planning in a DIY World. Do you really need a financial advisor? Is 
Do you have the time? Because it does take a significant amount of time. If you have a good financial planner, they're going to be spending a lot of time monitoring your investments, giving you portfolio ideas, coming up with ideas for estate planning, tax planning, insurance, and all kinds of other things that affect your financial life. But if you have all the time in the world, you love doing this kind of stuff, then you might be a financial planning DIYer. Just remember, like any other DIY projects, we get full responsibility for screwing it up. And then, of course, there's the time and cost it takes to correct it. I've got four more questions for you on whether or not you're a financial DIYer, so stay tuned for those. If there's any sport related to investing, it's probably baseball with all of its history and statistics and strategies built around data. It has very sophisticated analytics. And if you want a fun way to learn about it, you should watch a movie called Moneyball. Highly recommend it. And with investing, just like baseball, people want to hit that home run, find that one stock pick and really hit it out of the park. But something different is happening this year in Major League Baseball. An old school record is being chased by a guy named Luis Arias. He's trying to make the batting average record. Trying to get over 400 hasn't been done since Ted Williams in 1941. Some people are really excited about this. They think that Arias has a chance to bring back in style an old school record that really shows the true value of a player. When he was asked about it, he just said, I try to make strong contact. I don't worry about hitting home runs. I look at the defense. I form my plan. I focus on putting the ball in play. I know my strengths. I'm not a home run hitter. Pretty good advice if you want to be a baseball or investing all-star. 